Once upon a time, we started a podcast. Now we're starting another one. Then we took a break from that <laughs> podcast. So now we will call this the beginning of season two. So we don't have to take accountability for all the time that we just did not. <laughs> so it works, right? Kidnapped by summer and fall did just that. <laughs> Maybe we'll call this. Oh, yeah. Season two makes sense because it's like a season, like another season, like fall, winter. Yeah. Season of change. Yeah. A new season. Yeah. And I started the podcast in October. Huzzah. Here we are. Here we are again. Season two. (laughs) (laughs) So season one, I would say, was all about, well, it was mostly me and Mariah doing it. And And then it was me doing it by myself. Yeah. Yeah. And then interviewing other people. And now I feel like this season will be about us and things that we find fun and entertaining and fuckery and nonsense. Failed bus life. Yeah, yeah. So much has <laughs> happened since we last recorded. So much has happened. What was the last recording? It was with um guy from Barbados. Mm-hmm. It was with Passion Poet from Barbados. Yeah. And we had just broken down in the bus for the first time and had just gotten back to the apartment after breaking down and being stranded, figuring out broken bus for a week with the dogs. That's crazy. That was our last recording. Yeah. Um, So fun story. The bus is still broken. Fun story. It got fixed and then it (laughs) broke again. (laughs) Tried to go to the coast. Yeah, we so bus halfway. life was like, no, fuck you. We 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 don't accept your application. <laughs> this is a hard reject. You are not ready for this. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I well, would say we we could have made it work, but we will we, always make everything work. But the universe obviously put us in another place. There was definitely some things that we were like, okay, it was it was a good thing that we didn't travel to Klamath Falls because it all caught on fire and <laughs> yeah. And it was a good thing good we didn't go to the coast did. because then a storm came and so it was like each time that we planned on traveling, we did avoid definitely save us from some natural yeah. weather. Some but fun. I would say we got ass whipped. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty upset about the bus right now. Engine's broken. It's in storage. We were we lived in a barn for two weeks. Yeah. Yep, that was quite a fiasco. Yeah, it's basically been like four months of bus fuckery. <laughs> <laughs> it's three months of summer and four months of bus fuckery. Yeah. Well, no, we got the bus in May, so it's been... Yeah, we went on our second trip like a month ago. Man. Get a bus, they said. It would be fun, they said. (laughs) Goes on no trips. So, uh, yeah, that aside, we have... He's obsessed with rocks, so sorry if you're going to hear all that shit in the background. (laughs) But anyway, if you guys want to um, follow Bus Life's story, we documented all of it, so all the videos are on Omnibear Adventures on Instagram. But yeah, you can follow that on Omni Bear Adventures. So it's O M N I B E A R A D V E N T U R E S on Instagram. And go watch our reels because they're kind of funny. And we've basically just been posting videos of the dogs for now because we have a GoFundMe up and we need to replace the engine in the bus that we never got to drive anywhere. And it was all caused by a spark plug wire. So check your wires, my friends. <laughs> 
Yeah, for real. Check your spark plug wires and find a mechanic you actually trust to do small stuff like that. Show him your appreciation. Yeah. Not sexually. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, <laughs> you really feel obligated. Not, not to what I meant by that, just to clarify. <laughs> But yeah, I yeah, we've basically just uh, been been surrendering to the universe. Yep. So we're back in the apartment and make some money and figure out ways to make online resources and things we don't have to do. Oh yeah. So we're we're slightly considering doing an OnlyFans for like tutorial stuff and doing OnlyFans live if you guys have like sexual questions that you're curious about, and then we could have a consistent day um where we're on there i don't know if that would be fun for any of you but if it is let us know right after you hit that like subscribe button also i figured out how to link the email to all the shit so if you go to just press foreplay.com j-u-s-t-p-r-e-s-s-f-o-r-e-p-l-a-y.com you'll find all the links you need for fucking everything. Do you have to spell it out every time? No, just one time at least, so people know. Okay. Yeah, because I think per episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's annoying things about podcast recording. Okay. This is new for Pat. If you guys, <laughs> you know, you know, it's been quite a journey. This this podcast shit. It has been quite a journey. Oh, also shout out to Mariah. Um, people who have listened to the podcast from the beginning. Thank you. Love and appreciate you. Mariah's band, Lemon Boy, now has their first song out and it'll show up on Spotify any day now. And that was the intro song that you're listening to. So I will link that in the show notes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So we promised you guys an episode on chakras. So we are going to go over chakras today. Chakras. Chakras. Our interpretation of chakras, um, I did link a few things for referencing on Pinterest. Uh, spirit science has kind of always been our go-to for spirituality and different type of information like that. Um, it's Halloween, so I also have a really fucking awesome erotica story for you guys. I don't know if this will be the last erotica story or not, but this will probably be kind of like a closing and a going into the new season yeah. oh and also in the shop we now have an omni bear adventure section with some really fucking awesome sweatpants embroidery designs are not easy to create no they're not took forever it takes a really long fucking time really freaking cool it does it looks so awesome so, so we have omni bear adventures gear it's cozy season they're super cozy super soft um yeah, we, we pre-order the stuff, so anything that you see a photo of online, we've pre-ordered it. Um, yeah, there's been some things where I don't like how it prints, because they all come from different locations and different, like, you know, vendors or whatnot, so you got to be kind of picky. But yeah, if we don't like them, we take them off. Anything embroidery is fucking yeah, awesome. Also, yeah. if anything champion is awesome, because they're yep. obviously a higher quality type of print. Yes. Yes, and the new embroidery for season two, which uh, says organic mind. Yeah, it's got a brain really and a tongue. Cool. Look at me. I like it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, we should talk about chakras first, and then we'll read the erotica afterwards. So let's define what the chakras are. It's just kind of the starting point. 
My easiest way of remembering it is by first remembering the rainbow, Roy G. Biv, and then Roy starts at your rear. (laughs) 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 Your roots, I mean. And red for roots, too. But when when we were reading about chakras, there was something interesting that said that too many people focus on the color system of it, and there's so much more depth to it. Right. So, you know, it doesn't just start with that. That's just like... How us Westerners like to visually attach <laughs> shit with color to make us understand. I feel better about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Compartmentalized it easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so the colors are a great way to start um, because then you can kind of just associate them very easily. I feel like chakras is kind of like starting a whole new school system. So if you don't know anything about chakras yeah then you can start with the colors and in kindergarten okay so i have an interesting thought so i was listening to um this woman talk on kind of like indigo children and just navigating the world of that or whatever and she was saying how she thinks that kids are born with the most recent downloads where okay. like us being older we have to work towards continuing our growth to keep up with it right Um, and so I think that fits in like really interestingly with the crown chakra and like kids having high anxiety. And I also wonder if it's like a, what would it be called? Like a bi symptom (laughs) of parents not working on their chakra system. And so they Mm -hmm. actually do have physical illnesses and diseases and things that show themselves because they don't understand or work on their chakra system at all um and then so coming in being a child and seeing that you naturally are born with the most recent download so if the universe sees that adults are not understanding the crown chakra whatsoever they're gonna fucking give you children who understand the crown chakra because you're gonna learn today (laughs) (laughs) and then so these kids are like oh shit i must have something too and they call it anxiety because parents have no fucking idea what's going on with them no not at all and all of this shit because they're still trying to learn mm -hmm, and they're still trying to learn all their base chakras damn you Rothschild, for changing tuning (laughs) well you fucked us all fucking 440 (laughs) hertz bullshit <laughs> 432 is the proper frequency yeah. of nature. If you guys don't know, tune your instruments to 432 hertz. Watch your emotions change. Well, the beautiful thing about it is once we learned that, I saw this video of a singing frog and he was just sitting in a pond, like chirping, and yeah. you see all the ripples coming off. Mm-hmm. And it was showing that that is the natural frequency of life, yep. is 432. Exactly. And that's why you feel so good when you go outside because you're in sync with what is natural Mm -hmm. yeah okay so i want to read you what the definition of chakras is because it comes from a sanskrit word yes um so it stands for a wheel or disc i feel like i knew that yeah right i'm i'm it's funny because i've always been like drawn to things that are like of sanskrit origin i don't even know what that means like you know how stuff just like calls to you or pulls you yeah and then, I, and then I find out what it is, and I'm like, oh, of course, you would be Sanskrit. But yeah, I find that interesting. So I kind of think of it as like, uh, you know, the guy who balances plates on sticks? Yeah. That's our chakra system to me. So our spine is our, like, copper coil. Okay. <laughs> and each chakra is a disc. 
And like when we have an illness of some sort, it relates to a chakra. So pay attention to that energy field. Because that plate fell off and broke. Exactly. And so that's why everything's thrown off. Because you're out of balance. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And you literally just have to isolate it by like where in the body, what is it related to? Like, you know. But yeah, if you guys want a few things to uh, just kind of very simply look at this, because it's a huge in-depth conversation about so much shit. We could um, probably do an episode on each chakra. Yeah. There could be a whole podcast just about chakras. Easily. You can make episodes for years. Um, to infinity and forever. <laughs> but I pinned some very simple things to look at just to help with like affirmations to help strengthen certain areas. Oh, but I also wanted to read this. Okay. So your root chakra, which is associated with color red and at your base, is associated with survival. So the more fear that you bring into your life, the more off balance your root chakra is going to be. So if you want to counterbalance that, then you just kind of have to like keep reassuring yourself that you're safe. You're safe because you are. Like you wouldn't be here in this life if you didn't have purpose. Like even if you don't see the bigger picture, you're here. So embrace that because if you're allowing all the fear to just come in it's basically like like disease and illness can only survive in negative energy and so the more fear you allow in then that disc is basically contaminated with negative energy and so now this type of bacteria can live there because you allow it to operate in that vibration i think one thing that's also really important about the root chakra is is your body itself it is a vessel and you do need to also take care of that so like in, in addition to that, you have to yeah. do some kind of exertion action. on the body. Yeah, you always have to meet it with Which action. will help you get out of that a lot. So if you're looking for like an easy step to like start rebalancing your root chakra, start working out. Mm-hmm. Start working out, lift heavy. I, I encourage everyone to lift weights or do bodyweight exercise, calisthenics. I think... I'm a big fan of calisthenics. Yeah, using your muscles, not just cardio. Cardio is great, and it's definitely necessary. Keep your heart strong and your lungs strong. But if your muscles are weak, it's not going to do you a lot of good, especially in the long run when you get old. Yeah. Okay, so then going up your chakra system, your next one is your sacral. Sacral. Yeah, your sacral chakra. It's associated with the color orange. This one deals with pleasure, sexuality. It's not just sex. It's it's pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) There's a difference. No, it's like intimacy, your relationship. It starts getting into like relationships with other people a little bit in Mm -hmm. the sense of like a, a dyad, a relationship between two people and how you see the world and relationships in relation to yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah. And if you understand that, like, your connections are always just a mirror of yourself, don't associate the vampires that come into your life as a mirror of yourself because those are people that you're meant to just, like, set a boundary up. It's yeah, not exactly. a reflection of you. But the people who you do let into your life and all of that, it is a reflection of you. So when you're working on yourself, then you're elevating the caliber of people that come into your life. Yeah, it's a reason why they say that you're going to turn out to be just like the five the five people you spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's also a reason too why everything, it sounds cliche, but everything always comes back to self-love. And that's why all of season one was so focused on kicking your ass and self-love because you're not going to solve any issues that you have in any relationships if you're not sure of yourself and if you don't always find that pleasure within your energy field and your frequency and what you're emitting 
So yeah, so the sacral chakra deals with pleasure. Um, this one is blocked by guilt. So if you're seeking or if you're finding that you have blockages in Say guilt or shame. Yeah, guilt, shame. I mean, guilt is like self shame is like feeling guilty, right? Definitely a way to describe it. I guess it's just kind of uh, what's that word they call? Oxymoron. No, it's um. Uh, mm. I can't remember the word right now. It's all just. I'm illiterate, so I can't have. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it'll pop into my head one of these okay. times. Um, and then next we go to solar plexus. That one is associated with the color yellow. This one deals with your willpower and it is blocked by shame. Oh, so I guess. Oh, interesting. So that's something we'll need to look into is the actual difference between guilt versus shame. Well, and also a lot of times they associate the bottom three chakras as like, it's a system. Like I was saying it earlier. Needs, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the first layer of, of I am and self. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. is a layer is a good way to describe it because all of them need to be in frequency together. So if you can't just work on one and be like, well, yeah, but my root chakra is good. Like you gotta, you gotta balance it. Yeah. You know, you gotta, you gotta work your way up the ladder and then, and then maintain throughout <laughs> the ladder. Yes. Um, okay, and then we get to heart chakra that's associated with green. Um, this one deals with love. Sometimes pink, too. Yeah. I don't know why, but... Because of your heart. Yeah. <laughs> I guess not, because your heart's red. Right. Life is weird. Life is weird. 2021, there are no rules, okay? <laughs> if your Everything heart chakra wants changed. to be purple, if it wants to be blue, <laughs> if it wants to be orange, it doesn't matter. It's We're not relevant. about colors it's here. It's about where it is in the body and what it pertains to. Yes, it deals with love and it is blocked by grief. <laughs> <laughs> so I would also expand on that and say it's also blocked by judgment and um not being accepting of others yeah i think it's really important because like it's so easy to say things like loving awareness and stuff like that but it's a whole nother thing to be trying to like be a little bit controlling of how other people are yeah or how they live their life or the decisions they make or whatnot because you don't know the whole picture you don't know what they've been through you don't know their story you Mm -hmm. don't know where they've come from what they've had to go through yeah exactly oh you know what so i was thinking about this this morning okay so i i don't know if you guys have heard of wisdom but it's a new app i've been procrastinating but i'm supposed to be recording on it um but anyway i was asked to be on it because they wanted to have a love and relationship subdivision and a while ago someone asked me to be on their podcast and they were like you know we want someone for dating advice and I've always said, like, I'm really fucking horrible at giving advice because I'm very blunt and I'm very assertive and I'm very, like, I might not tell you what you want to hear at all, but it's going to be very simple, do this, like, and it's not the answer that you want to hear, you know? I don't want to meditate. I want something that's going to be <laughs> easier, even though that's the easiest of easies. Right. <laughs> you know? But it's, like, the thing that makes all the difference. But, um, and then I was I was thinking about it, though, and I'm like, for relationships and asking answering questions like that like it's so hard when you're not fully invested in who that person is because they're only going to tell you parts of the whole thing yeah if you don't have all the pieces of the puzzle you're in no spot and how can you give good advice on it because it's like if you're not giving me all aspects of this perspective and i don't have their perspective my advice is like bouncing off a fucking wall. It could be the worst advice in the fucking world because you didn't tell me one small detail. Crucial. Crucial detail. Yeah. Crucial detail. And that's why I feel like 
with all of season one, I wanted it to be so much about like, you have the fucking right answers. Like stop looking for everyone else to tell you what, what to, to do. do, how to think, sit and trust yourself. Yeah. Trust yourself, accept yourself. And like, so that way you can start to emit that type of energy because you're just so sure about who you are, you know? So I'm like, I think that's why I've been procrastinating on recording. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. I'm like, I can't do it. That's a big responsibility. Okay, anyway, moving on. And then the throat chakra is um, associated with color blue. And this is deals with your truths and it is blocked by lies. Not living your truth is also considered part of lies, you know? Oh, 100%. Over exasperating your truth also is part of lies. Because over-exasperating means you're filling a void, you know? So it's all about finding a good balance of, like, what's truly true, what is showboating true. And what is just blatantly not true at all. Yeah. 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 And what's, what's like, you know, the truth that you want for yourself? Like, if you could just flick away everyone else's bullshit and be like, <laughs> what's actually mine? Then that's, I feel like that's how you find your truth. I can see that, yeah. If you ever want to, like, strengthen any of these areas, too, you can just, like, wear... That color. Colors, you know, small Crystals. little boost for the day. Mm -hmm. Or if like if you're like going to, uh, you can eat that color food. Oh, yeah, it's a great way to do it. Nice. Yeah, I always think that like if you're gonna be hanging out with friends that day or something like that, I always try to wear green, just so it's like you know I'm just like on a loving vibration. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then the next one is your indigo chakra, which is associated with your pineal gland, which is like basically right between your eyebrows. We've talked about this briefly before. Isn't it interesting that all the chakras are also associated with a gland in the body? That is, yeah. yeah. That's very interesting. Oh, and also our medical symbol with the two snakes, that's associated with the kundalini, which is your chakra system awakened. Also has some satanic uh, meanings behind it. It's... Well, yeah, but they also make the pentagram satanic and it doesn't have only satanic well, th beliefs This to is it. why it's so interesting with the symbolism that has been used for the last centuries. It's all been turned completely upside down. Yeah, it so used... that way we have a negative connotation toward it, but towards exactly. it. But in reality, where it came from is like... Absolutely beautiful uh -huh. and meaningful and is found across cultures all around the world. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, universal. Time. Um, so this one, your pineal gland, deals with your insight. So your intuition, um, trusting yourself, it is blocked by illusion. So when you allow other people to come in and tell you stories about yourself or disassociate you from who you are or when they shame you and all of that, like this is you allowing other people to fuck with your intuition. Exactly. And then the last one is your crown chakra. This deals with your energy as a whole um, and it's blocked by ego attachment interesting because usually ego is associated with like the root chakra so it's very interesting that but this is ego attachment right okay, okay. so it's like it's like your defensiveness of the ego so like if you're open in your crown chakra then you no longer defend your ego you just understand that it's there and is another tool that can be used yeah. in certain situations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like someone said one time, your your ego is your inner child and they pop up in moments when they're scared for you, but it's just your moment to be like, no, it's okay, it's safe. Like we're, we're yeah. you know, we're good. Everything's okay. I got this. I got this. You just sit tight. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's a brief rundown of the chakras. I think that if you're dealing with any type of um, type of emotional stuff that you're like 
not comfortable talking to other people about or you're trying to just like you feel like you're trying to figure it out all on your own you can always turn to the chakra system and do some reading on that and it's so fucking liberating it is like i've never had a moment where i researched chakras and i was overwhelmed with like oh shit now i gotta do all this stuff it's it's not about that at all it's like you you are connected to source and so that means that no matter what you do you're on the right path as long as you're not hurting anyone and as long as you're always seeking to just live in your highest path exactly you know um so a couple things to suggest the book that i am very patchily reading because holy fuck it's a lot (laughs) (laughs) it's called eastern body western mind psychology and the chakra system as a path to the self by anodia judith um really fucking awesome i think that she writes this really well without being like opinionated i've had fun looking through it oh yeah oh and the last thing we didn't even talk about kundalini at all that's like the most i don't have a very depth of understanding of kundalini other than that it is basically an event or moment that happens when all of your chakras are truly fully opened and you basically like halfway ascend so from what i understand it's just like another uh phase in spiritual awakening um like a level up essentially i feel like people once it's activated, does it just stay activated or does it go back to sleep? It's more, I think it's more of a mental state than it is like a, you know, like a body transformation. Yeah. Like you're not okay. going to like be floating above your bed glowing one night for like two seconds or anything. I don't think unless maybe someone can see that visually with, um, when we watched that, um, area 51 show or the alien show on amazon or whatever it was Mm -hmm. the videos they took showed like a light going up the spine right or a light going around the body and i'm curious if if any of that was cgi or how accurate that truly is well i think that so like we're starting to understand other dimensions more and i think that goes into part with it so there's like it's all in this reality the light going up your spine and all of that but you having the capability right now in your physical form to see it understand it and comprehend it is different right so i think that as you grow in your spiritual awakenings you start to have moments where you're like you're seeing things a little bit different okay that makes sense and it's more of an internal change than it is like an external change but it is an external change because you're like going to your higher self. So you're still elevating, if that makes sense. But it's like incremental. Yeah. It's like just leveling up a little bit. Yeah. Um, you gained three adult points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the story behind it is that there's like the Kundalini snake is basically laying dormant at the base of your spine. spine. And when it's awakened, it's two coils that wrap around Around your spine yeah and it's just like with crystal work and and copper coils it amplifies the energy but the thing is is that people forget like if you were to amplify what you're feeling inside is that a good world (laughs) is that a good world you know what i mean so it's like what are your intentions what is your state of mind are you an aggressive state yeah, and in my opinion, state. like, the, the human is experience is all about learning how to navigate that. So, like, don't feel bad for, like, if you fuck up, because if you fuck up, it's like, I, I was supposed to 
learn that to understand that so that so I, I can, can elevate above and it that into my repertoire of knowledge and stuff exactly yeah yeah and it's just meant to be like this beautiful cycle of of continuously learning yeah i i was gonna quote some stuff at the end of this book but like holy shit they, i would be reading the whole end of the book because i'm like How i don't do know I where pick? to stop i don't know where to start i it's don't know where to good. stop um vikings had a beautiful interpretation of kundalini if i would definitely suggest if you guys could get a, a copy of eastern body western mind or if you can even go to your like local used bookstore and see if they have it and just read the last like the last chunk on kundalini um i don't think i can interpret it i think it's something that everyone needs to research on their own and like find their own interpretation right to it um one thing i did want to add though is a lot of times people through their spiritual journey will look to pull an energy from gods and goddesses i want people to remember that you're meant to pull that energy as a reflection of how you see it to yourself so it's not that i call to shiva as like i'm pulling in shiva to take over my energy field this is my energy field but i see a reflection in myself of that goddess and so what reflection i see is what i pull but it's still in my power. Right. If that it makes sense at all. You. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still my energy because I think a lot of people forget that we hold so much of our own energy and we just invite other things to take over. And that's really damaging. And then we have these moments of like deep, dark, karmic shit that we don't understand. And it's because you invited, you, you let go of your power. And you allowed something else to take over. Yeah. Which doesn't always, is not always malevolent. No, and even calling to your ancestors, like, there's not always the best intentions there. I heard this one girl say, like, I used to call to spirit guides, I used to um, call to higher beings, and she goes, but now I call to God and I call to my higher self. Understand God is your own interpretation, and yourself, your higher self, is your reflection to God. Exactly. So you are your God. It's like this trifecta of mind-body-soul energies. So I just want to read you guys uh, this book's interpretation on the uh, Norse mythology. Mostly because I wanted to read it to you. Cool. Okay. So in Norse mythology, the giants built the palace Valhalla as an abode for the gods. The rainbow bridge was the means of getting to Valhalla. However, the giants had requested a payment for their work. Freya, the goddess of love. We cannot have another build our temple for us, nor can we afford to pay for it by sacrificing love. If we are to invite divine energies to manifest within us, then we must build our own temple. In the seventh chakra discussion, we described consciousness as a universal field accessed through the individual psyche. We also noted how the amount of consciousness we can access depends upon our intelligence and state of mind. The divine, however, is more than just consciousness. It is full spectrum. The divine is also beauty, sound, love, energy, feeling, and form, elements reflected in each chakra. To tap into the full spectrum of divinity, we need to build a temple within ourselves that is capable of receiving and transmitting each one of these frequencies. Only then can we fully access the many levels in which each divinity manifests. Each chakra represents an essential chamber in the temple of the self each one houses an aspect of the sacred and is necessary for wholeness the more we clean and properly decorate the palace the more we court the presence of the divine 
We build a temple to the gods by creating, clearing, and restoring each of the chambers of the chakras. Only when we have built a foundation and reclaimed our life force from the ground up are we fully able to handle the manifestations of divine consciousness. How fully we can bring forth divinity depends on how thoroughly we develop the seven chambers inside. Once we open to the gods, our job is then to bring them forward enough for our own sacred living and enhance the journey for others. Only by going on the journey ourselves can we guide others. Thus, the journey across the Rainbow Bridge becomes a sacred quest for the evolution of humanity. I really like that. Yeah, so that's their interpretation of uh, Kundalini as well, because it's, you know, how well are you taking care of yourself? That is your whole energy field. That's your emittance. That's everything. Everything. Yeah, I think think what you said about the Kundalini kind of being like the blending of all the energies together, and it's like your final form. Oh, you know what we can talk about is that the new information you told me about how Dragon Ball Z is based off of the Kundalini and the Awakening. That's a cool thing to add to this. So I didn't read the article, but I did watch most of most of it as a kid. So it's pretty cool because it very much is. So Dragon Ball Z, the, the basic plot is there's seven Dragon Balls that are scattered across the world and you have to go find them and you have to go through these battles and quests on the way to find them. And when you get all seven, a giant dragon comes out and grants whatever wish you want. So, same concept where it's like, find your seven orbs, hold on to them, take care of them, treat them well, keep them in balance, and then when you get them all in order and all together and you have friends with you, then, you know. like master master your centers and then you you know how to manifest essentially yeah. right and I, and I, you know it's definitely a very rough outline because you can you don't have to necessarily collect them all in the same order you yeah. should stay roughly within but like i'm pretty sure they found the fourth dragon ball before they found the third and everything was okay so these people yeah. who are freaking out well you not know? only was everything okay <laughs> but like as we each go on our own journeys and stuff it's not going to happen in the same order that the other people are going in you're going to realize true. certain things and you're going to have strengths that let you grow in certain areas better than others. That's like where the web of life comes in, too. Where yeah. you're like, holy shit. Oh, like with you uh, leaving your fucking wallet on accident. I can't believe Had that. you never left your wallet, you would have never ordered a new ID. And because we ordered a new ID, if you guys follow address. us on Instagram, um, you would have heard this story. But the police were called on us because Apparently we were loading we were trespassing yeah we were loading up the bus to go on a camping trip and there's a new manager in the office and he didn't want to fucking communicate with us he drove down in his prius stared at us through the windows and was a grump upon the first time that he talked to us so we were just like dude can we help you and he's like you're in a fire lane i'm like yeah we're loading it up like a u-haul he was like, so how long are you going to be? So we're like an hour. So then we parked the bus. So we moved the bus. We put it in an actual parking spot. And yes, it is. It is a foot over the line. It's not even. It's 22 feet feet, but it fits in a normal parking space minus like a foot and a half. Yeah. So he called the cops on us and we're waiting for a package from Amazon and two cops show up and they're like, do you guys have your your like there's three people in the office and all of them say you don't live here. So we're here to escort you off the property. Patrick, on his ID, has our address because he just got his ID in the mail because he had lost his wallet. (laughs) At the fireworks stand, and the gentleman was very kind enough to call me back and actually, dude, I don't know what kind of lengths he went through to figure out who I was. 
That's true. And my phone number. And you never answer weird numbers either. And so it was a weird, like you answered thinking it was a credit card or something stupid. No, I think my intu- my intuition's just, it, it, it's getting better. There's something that told me, I was like, I need to answer this. I don't know what it is. Because I can, t- I don't know. I can tell the bank ones. But it's like, and yeah, that's the true. The bank ones always that's call true. in the morning. But also your name is really easy. So that's hard too, because anyone could be like. I know. My, you know, mom, my mom. You don't my have mom a complicated so complicated name. My mom has a complicated last name and she would always have us answer the phone. And if they couldn't say the last name wrong, mom wasn't home. Yep. Yep. Or if they couldn't say it right, because they would always Oh, the day of landlines. The day of landlines. <laughs> when parents lines. had to tell the kids to stay off the fucking phone. Or when you're teenage daughter hogs both lines with the internet and the phone line i was so smart i went to target and bought a little ten dollar phone that you just plug straight into the jack so mom had no idea i had my own phone in the bedroom and then i would talk on the phone late at night because no one was awake so i wasn't disturbing the lines that's funny (laughs) i i was the kid who just went to bed because not everything has to do for the rest of the day you're, you're you're a bear though you're like time to hibernate okay bedtime i don't have no All friends right. do i got a blanket okay All it was right. it was different in like middle school and high school once instant messenger was out because mm-hmm. then i would be on on the computer talking to friends not even friends it you know it's funny it was always people from like jesus camp and like online friends i wasn't allowed mom thought because i was on the computer i automatically had to be sending boob pics or something <laughs> Like I wasn't allowed on AIM. I wasn't allowed to do anything. My first, com- my first computer was a Mac, and my dad bought it from the school that he was the principal of for a discounted price. The only reason I have computers is because of my grandpa. Isn't he he's so sweet? He is so sweet. He is. <laughs> okay. I, oh, sorry. Go oh, ahead. No, 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 no. It's it's completely off topic. Back to Kundalini's. We we went on a on a little. Sorry. Escapade there. No, it's okay. Do you want to close anything on Dragon Ball Z? I think that's a really fucking awesome. The Last Airbender and Dragon Ball Z, I feel yes. like. Two great shows to watch. Are the only thing that children these days should be consuming for their Well, especially Dragon Ball Z. Go, go. <laughs> Is it Goku or Gohan? I don't remember. It might be Gohan, the older one, who just like sits in a space rocket and just uh, works out. His whole travel from wherever he was to wherever he needed to be. I can't remember because it's been a while since I've seen it. But um, the whole time he just works out. And what he does to increase resistance is he has a gra- he can change the gravity of the thing. Whoa. Right? That's cool. Yeah, he was a, definitely probably a good role model for kids to have. I never watched Dragon Ball Z, but now I might. It's long and repetitive. It's repetitive. It's very, They're like really trying to get the message in. Yeah, every episode's almost like <laughs> They're like, holy fuck, we gotta combat Nickelodeon and well, Disney. It's, it's like hard we... <laughs> too, because it was created back in the days when commercials were so prevalent because it was on TV. Oh, so, so you was, get all the repeated scenes. You get the intro and the outro all the time. Yeah. Intro, yep. outro, and then a little clip and then intro, outro, little oh, clip. Oh yeah, that that's right. That's how Pokemon, like the old yeah, original Pokemon is. Exactly. And all the Scooby Doos are like that. Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry's not bad, though. I, I love Tom and Jerry. Yeah, Tom and Jerry's a good cartoon. I like that one. It's a little violent, but yeah, it's good. <laughs> it is, but it's not. It's not Ren and Stimpy. It's not like... you're. I feel like you're very... Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Ren and Stimpy is, like, visually violent. Vul- yes, and vulgar. <laughs> vulgar. It's like a... I mean, not visually violent, because they're both visually violent, but one's like a... <sighs> I don't know how one's to describe raunchy. it. Yeah. Just raunchy as 
fuck and you're like kids really grew up watching that no wonder the and having kids from no like idea 82 too. to like 93 are just like ah! why do we have adhd <laughs> why are we all a bunch of perverts <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay so speaking of perverts i know that it is a few, far past halloween but i feel like this story is uh suitable and i'm really excited to read it okay this is great so it says i'm a voyeur what does voyeur mean again? Someone who likes watching other people. And then exhibitionists is people who like to expose be themselves. Watched. Yes. Or be seen. Okay, okay. I'm a voyeur. The other night I witnessed something terrifying. Yeah, call me what you will, a creep, a pervert, a sicko, a weirdo, a freak, all of those best describe me. I get off on watching other people having sex. If it's consensual, then you're not, you know, okay? Just get permission first. Side note. Judge me all you want. That's just the way I'm wired. We all have our kinks and fetishes. I started out as your run-of-the-mill horny teenage peeping Tom spying on Miss Jacobson undressing in her bedroom across the street. I'd be crouched in front of my window with the lights off to avoid detection, a pair of binoculars pressed to my eyes, watching as she got ready for bed. I got pretty skilled at holding the binoculars with one hand, if you catch my drift. <laughs> It quickly evolved into full-out sexual voyeurism. One night, when I witnessed her getting it on with Mr. Jacobson, I found myself getting excited like never before, watching them go at each other. Before, it had turned me on watching Miss Jacobson undress, but that had been different. It had been more impartial, if that makes sense. There was a big difference between non-sexual nudity and what I was seeing transpire in the upstairs window across from me right then at that moment. That was the night I discovered my true calling, watching them have sex, unaware that they were being observed, got me more aroused than I had ever been up to that point in my life. Things changed for me after that. All my old sexual fantasies just wouldn't do it for me anymore. Regular porn seemed tame in comparison. From that point on, I could only get up by the thought of two people getting intimate while, unbeknownst to them, they were observed by a third party. I know what you're going to say, there's tons of adult video sites online dedicated to that particular subgenre or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, sure, I've tried them all, but they wouldn't cut it. Watching something that was clearly fake and staged wasn't the same as legitimately spying on two it's people fucking. No, it's not. I mean, like, if I were to walk up on two people, like, fucking outside or something, I wouldn't necessarily not watch i don't know as if that was already there I, and saw like yeah, oh you, oh you're in the bushes oh <laughs> yeah but then maybe if we made eye contact i might like leave so i'm not still sitting there hearing them unless they ask you to come in uh, i don't know <laughs> I like there not. might be I some meth in there the i don't no, know mm, it's dark out <laughs> oh, there's not a situation i would stay and watch I'd be like, oh you guys are in the bushes have fun do you remember when we were fucking on the pier and we looked over and there was a guy who was sitting on the bench and he had his bike next to him? I don't remember that part of it, but I remember fucking you on the bench down by the water. I don't think I looked over there. I kind of remember. This was a different time because it was down at, like, we were out on the pier bench thing. And then he was up on the shore bench. I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> basically after i'm pretty sure and we were both like oh okay maybe we're being voyeured on good thing we're partially maybe we saved his life <laughs> <laughs> there is still good in the world 
Okay, anyway, I needed the real thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, this gets bad. He says, I began to follow young couples around, trying to be convert. And when it seemed like they were in an aroused mood, I'd shadow them to some secluded location, a deserted park, a lover's lane, a vacant field. (laughs) And I'd watch with my binoculars. He's the dude in the car, the binoculars. (laughs) Just about to say. (laughs) Up on Hollow Point or whatever point it's up in the movies and there's the one person with the binoculars just watching everybody. That's him. Well, you get charged as like, it's a sex crime, right? Probably depends on what state you're in. Or where you're lurking. That's what I mean. Like what state you're in. Because each state has different laws. Like there's some states where it's illegal to masturbate. But like some people just watch and masturbate later. So they'll watch and not. That's not a crime. Right. Well, is it is it not to like spy? I mean, how's I guess if like an it's officer comes up and is like, what are you looking at through your binoculars? You can be like the birds, fucking the birds and the, the, birds bees. And the bees. And then they're going to go give the other person a ticket for having indecent exposure. No, but what if you're looking through someone's window? So they're not being indecent. They're in their home and you're watching. Well, that's different than you're around the point and you're in your car with binoculars and you're like one of those like high school fucking make out points. It's way different. The cops like, I literally wait for guys like you. Give me the binoculars. <laughs> <laughs> I would say seven out of ten cops would be like that. The other three would beat his ass. Oh my god. Okay. <sighs> That's funny. And I'd watch with my binocu- binoculars from a cautious distance as they got down to business. Then I'd pleasure myself and get the fuck out of there. Okay, so he would do it there. Nice one. Yeah, that's. It became a regular hobby for me. That's the thing with kinks and fetishes. You really have to watch yourself because if you overindulge and allow it to be like a habit or. It becomes a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like if you enjoy something, it has to be something where it's like, this is going to be like drugs. I'm only going to do it every once in a while. I mean, unless you want to like truly live that lifestyle. If you want to live that lifestyle, then go for it. But if you're still trying to like maintain a quote, this normal, is not healthy though. This is not, no, healthy. not at all. No, not one bit. Why it's a written story and not a real story. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Oh, I wasn't supposed to say that yet. Huh? Was that, did that come at the end? No, you said that the first thing. I'm pretty sure I said that. Yeah, I just that was forgot. The Cause clause. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. me. <laughs> It became a sorry. Okay, spoiled it. It became a regular hobby for <laughs> As me. Usual. To tell you about the Halloween Not that true. I, to tell you about the Halloween that I ruined when I was like five or six years old. Wow. There's like some I still don't understand it, but you like fill a bowl with spaghetti and like a bag with grapes and they're oh like yeah it's like things. the blind boxes yeah the blind boxes and I reach by and I'm like fills our grapes. Because <laughs> it's great. Oh, because you, you made it. Yeah, because I made it. I knew I was like, Pat, you're not supposed to fucking say that. And I'm like, oh, ran off crying. I'm sorry. I didn't know. Life is so confusing when you're young. You're like, why does everyone like to lie to each other? Right? It doesn't make sense. It's fucking grapes. That's what it feels like. It doesn't make sense. It's supposed to be like brains? I don't know. Like, I made it. I know it's grapes. I made it. I know it's grapes. There's grapes in there. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's like that in the dark. It's like that in the dark show. Have you ever seen that? Where they like make you guess stuff and it's all in the dark. And they had these sniffer holes and people's buttholes up to it. And this guy's sniffing it and he's like it's so familiar. I can't put my finger on it. And everyone's like, oh shit. 
video came out today. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so familiar. Oh my god. It was great. It was so great. Okay, anyway. Tangent done. Backstory. Became a regular hobby for me. Some folks are into bird watching. I was into fuck watching. When I was younger, if like the neighbors were fucking th- like and I could hear it through the walls in the middle of the night, I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. I didn't just limit myself to spying on hormone crazed teenagers fooling around in public places either. Sometimes I'd follow horny couples back to their homes and try to watch them through the windows. Although these ventures weren't always as successful, it's hard to watch people having sex when they're in a second-story bedroom and you're standing outside on the ground below. And a lot of people have the sense to close their curtains before things get too interesting. What I do is pretty risky, I guess, not to mention illegal. If I got caught, I'd probably be classed as a sex offender and face some stiff jail time. You'd probably get pineapple shoved up your ass in hell. It's a scene from the movie Little Nicky. Oh, I was like, wow, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe if they did the pineapples the right way, but not spikes first. Uh, There's some people. (laughs) 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 I've had some close calls too. Twice I got busted. Twice I almost got, I thought it said did get busted. Twice I almost got busted by the cops. Once I pissed off. A pissed off boyfriend spotted me and chased after me, threatened to kick my ass if he caught me. He almost did too. But despite those scares, I just couldn't give it up. I got kind of addicted to it. Yeah, I've been a certified degenerate for 15 years or better, but after what happened a few nights ago, I don't think I'm going to voyeur anymore. Not after what I saw. It was Tuesday evening, and I was on one of my usual prowls, cruising around in my car, with my trusty binoculars beside me, on the lookout for anything that looked promising. I was about to give up and call it a night when, on a very residential street in one of the better neighborhoods in town, I hit, I hit pay dirt. I hit pay dirt? I hit payday. I hit pay dirt. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe that's white trash for money. (laughs) Got me some pay dirt now. (laughs) I hit it. I hit it two times. (laughs) Look at that there pay dirt. (laughs) At an an intersection, a boy was about 17, was standing on the sidewalk, waiting to cross on a red light. A late model silver Lexus pulled up beside him. There was only one person in the car, the driver, a woman. She lowered her passenger side window and said something to the kid on the sidewalk who turned to her. He seemed to recognize her and leaned into the passenger window. I stopped behind her, cracking my window to hear what they were saying. Hello, Peter. Oh, hi, Miss Jeffries. Are you going somewhere? Just on my way home from work. It's such a cold night. Why don't you let me give you a ride? That's okay, Miss Jeffries. My house is only a couple blocks away. I was thinking we could stop at my place first. There's something I wanted to talk to you about in private. My husband's out of town until Friday. The kid gawked at her. He seemed to think about it for a few seconds. She reached over and opened the passenger side door. Get in, Peter. And get in, he did. (laughs) The light changed to green, and the Lexus pulled away. I followed behind at a safe distance, keeping them in my sight. My heart was already starting to beat faster with excitement. 
This looked like a situation. This looked like a situation that had some potential. I trailed the Lexus down the street for several blocks until it slowed and turned into the driveway of a very affluent-looking two-story brick home. I parked at the curb several cars back and watched. The car stopped and the driver's side door opened. The woman got out. She was wearing a beige trench coat and leather gloves. Very classy looking. She had a scarf tied around her head. The kid got out of his side and she went around to him and whispered something in his ear. I watched him take the phone from his pocket and dial someone. He spoke briefly, then hung up. He followed her up to the front door. She unlocked it and they entered. I waited a couple minutes, then grabbed my binoculars and put the straps around my neck and got out of the car. I glanced around and made sure that there was no one around. Then I crept across the front lawn to a large picture window with some hedges in front of it. I crouched down and pulled through the hedges, using them as a cover. I peered very carefully up over the edge of the window. So he's like in their front yard right now. (laughs) Yeah. Can you imagine being the old lady across the street like... Your usual is to watch these two fuck as the old lady. And then you see this other kid come in to watch. <laughs> right. I mean, that's what old ladies do, right? I, well, I can picture it because our house, when we lived in California, <laughs> there was two sets. Of, well, there was my sister's room, her windows. It was like a foot and a half drop mm-hmm. to the front and there was hedges. So you could go back there and people wouldn't really see you. It was pretty easy to get back there. She used to sneak out all the time. It's part of being young, like... What fun do you have if you don't try and sneak out? Uh, apparently, I didn't have any fun. You should have tried to sneak out at least. To once. go do what? <laughs> I'd rather sleep. I know, because you're a bear. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't have anything to do at night. I'm going to just wander around the streets. <laughs> Fuck you. I traveled the world in my dreams. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or I just find a better tree to hibernate under. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking into the living room, the place that looked just as nice inside as it did outside, very tasteful and expensively decorated, very upper middle class. The teenage boy was sitting on the sofa. He had taken off his coat. He was wearing khaki pants and the polyester shirt of a fast food employee, complete with name tag. He was looking around the place, appearing a little nervous and awkward. Then the woman came into view. I got my first good look at her and whoa, she was a fucking babe. She had taken off her coat, scarf, and driving gloves and was dressed in a tight-fitting olive green blouse and a knee-length charcoal skirt, both of which looked like designer items. Her clothes clung to her figure, which was curvy and full in all the right places. Her breasts seemed like they were threatening to burst the buttons on her blouse. (laughs) She looked like she was about 30. Her face was gorgeous, resembling a younger Angelina Jolie crossed with Carla... Oh, so she's a man. Okay. Gugino. Hey, (laughs) that's for another discussion. Okay. (laughs) She had her chestnut colored hair in a bun, which gave her the appearance of a naughty school teacher or a sexy librarian, a prim, modestly elegant woman who was probably a secret wildcat in bed. (laughs) Even better. (sighs) She headed over to the sofa with two drinks in hand, giving one of them to the kid, then sitting beside him on the couch. They started talking. I pressed my ear against the glass, listening intently. I could just make out their voices, which were muffled and barely audible. So your mother shouldn't be expecting you back for a couple hours? The woman's voice was just as sexy as her body, cultured, demure, and alluring. 
Yeah, I told her they asked me to stay over till 10. Good, then we have some time to get to know each other better. I peered into the window again. The woman had slid across the couch a few inches closer to the boy. She rather pointedly crossed her legs. The hem of her skirt fell back a few inches, revealing, oh my fucking god, the scalloped edge of a white silk slip beneath it. And trailing out from under that, the band of a matching garter belt that was attached to a flesh-colored thigh-high stocking that embraced one perfectly sculpted leg. She was ready for this. Oh, yeah, this was planned. I felt my penis make a couple involuntary twitches in my jeans. (laughs) (laughs) Boop, boop. (laughs) Will this hold a towel? (laughs) The precursors of an erection. Not quite. I couldn't believe this was happening. Her gesture wasn't lost on the kid. His eyes locked on the leg show she was putting on for him. I saw his mouth drop open a couple inches. I pressed her ear back to the glass. I pressed my ear. I pressed her ear. Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to that shit. (laughs) I pressed my ear back to the glass listening. I just wanted you to know that I think you seem like a nice young man, Peter. Uh, thanks, Miss Jeffries. Please, call me Lauren. Okay, sure, Lauren. Do you have a girlfriend, Peter? Why do you ask? I'm just curious, I suppose. Not at the moment, I guess. I mean, I'm not seeing anyone special. Are you a virgin, Peter? What? I don't mean to pry. I'm just wondering, that's all. Yeah, I guess I am. (laughs) I peered back in. The woman reached up and caressed his face with one hand. I began to rapidly alternate back and forth between my eyes and ears, not wanting to miss a single second of the action unfolding in the living room. It's nothing to be ashamed of, Peter. I'm sure one day you'll meet the right girl, and you'll make a wonderful lover. The kid didn't say anything. He stared down into his lap, embarrassed. I know you've been watching me, Peter. What? I know you've been watching me shower through my bedroom window. From your bedroom. I've seen you in your window. No, I haven't. Yes, you have, Peter. You've been spying on me. Honestly, Miss Jeffries, I told you, Peter, you can call me Lauren. Lauren, I swear to God, I haven't been. She reached up, brushed her fingertips against his lips. Shh. It's all right, Peter. Don't worry. I'm not angry or offended. In fact, I'm rather flattered. You are? Yes, I'm touched you've shown such an interest in me. Do you like my body? I could feel my blood getting hotter. My jeans suddenly felt too tight. Kid nervously. Yeah, sure. It's it's very nice. Do you think I'm pretty, Peter? The kid looked uncomfortable. The woman repeated, do you think I'm pretty, Peter? I think you're beautiful, Lauren. I think you're the most beautiful woman in the world. She seemed flattered by this compliment. She slid across the remaining distance between them and cuddled against him, putting her hands on his thigh. The poor kid looked like he was about to jump out of his skin. I couldn't really help but feel slightly amused. Thank you, Peter. That's so sweet of you to say. She looked away, suddenly appearing pensive and sad. I wish my husband still felt the same way about me. What do you mean? She turned her eyes towards the floor, ashamed. Things have gotten rather cold between Mr. Jeffries and I. Lately, he seemed more married to his job than me. We haven't made love in over a month. I don't think he finds me attractive anymore. I'm sorry, Miss... I mean, Lauren. It's not your fault, Peter. He doesn't deserve you. If I was married to a woman like you, I'd think I was the luckiest man in the world. She looked at him intently. You mean that? Absolutely. She looked at him a moment longer. 
then pounced on top of him, wrapping her arms around him and kissing him passionately. The boy's eyes were bugging out of his head in shock, but he wasn't fighting her off. In fact, he was kissing her back. I had hit the fucking mother load tonight. This was every horny adolescent boy's wet dream fantasy come true. A porno film made reality. If he got caught watching because the kid's only 17, would he get charged with pedophilia as well? Probably. That would suck. Damn. Not worth it. Not worth nope. it at all. Not even fucking close. Okay, so I thank you for yep. indulging that point. Shop, shop. I had hit the fucking mother load tonight. This was every horny boy's adolescent wet dream fantasy come true. A porno film made reality. A beautiful, sexually frustrated cougar seducing her neighbor's teenage virgin son. I envied this little bastard. She broke away from his kiss and looked at him intently in the eye. I want to put on a little show for you. You're gonna like it. Lauren, just sit there and watch me, Peter. It'll be just like before, only you won't be looking at me from your window. I'll be right here with you, in the flesh. She got up from the sofa and went across the room, out of, out of line of sight. A moment later, music began to play. I recognized the song, Rock and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution by ACDC. She strolled back into view with a slow, deliberate, sexy saunter. She stood before the kid on the sofa and began to sway back and forth working her hips in an unbelievably erotic bump-and-grind number to the music. She took down her hair, letting it spill down her back, then began unbuttoning her blouse. I almost blew my load right then and there, but willed myself to show a little self-control and hold on, to savor the moment. I felt like I had died and gone to heaven. My heart was pounding so fast and so hard, I felt like I was going to, into cardiac arrest. My jeans felt way too tight. I wasn't sure how much more I could take. And judging from the tent shape in the kids' pants, I could see I wasn't the only one enjoying the show. He was giving her a standing ovation while sitting down. He sat there looking at her in mute amazement as she did a show, sensual strip tease, removing each garment with slow, deliberate motions and tossing it away, then moving on to the next. Blouse, skirt, shoes, stockings, garter belt, half slip. It seemed to go on for an extraordinarily pleasurable eternity. When she was down to just her white lace bra and panties, she stopped and reached for the kid's hand, pulling him up to his feet before her. She looked in his eyes. Peter, I need you to fulfill my needs. I want you to make love to me. The kid stuttered, Lauren, I, I, she lifted his hand and placed it upon her breast. I heard him gasp. <laughs> gulp. <laughs> did you just say gulp? <laughs> yes, and I did it at the same time. <laughs> so fucking stupid. <laughs> he looked like he was about to explode, and I know I was. All right, Peter, I'll do all the work. I'll show you how it's done. She took him by the hand and began to lead him away from the sofa. Shit, where the fuck are they going? We'll do it upstairs, in my bedroom. They started up the stairs. God damn it, just when I was, it was getting good, I crawled out from under the hedges to get to my feet, frustrated and still rock hard. My mind raced as I considered what to do, and I couldn't miss out on what was about to happen. This is a golden opportunity, once-in-a-lifetime chance. Those are the times that you get arrested. Yeah. I stepped back from the house, looked up as light came on in the upstairs window. I spotted an oak tree standing in the front lawn that was almost in direct line of sight from the window. 
It was about 10 yards away and was my best chance. It was risky, and I knew I was putting myself in danger of being spotted, but I was willing to take the chance. No way I was going to... No way I was going home blue-balled, not after I came this far. I raced to the tree and began to shimmy up its trunk. A large branch extended out from the trunk about 15 feet above me, in alignment with the second-story window. I carefully swung myself onto the branch and scooted onto it several feet until I had a view of the window. I licked my lips with anticipation and raised the binoculars, praying silently that she wouldn't shut the curtains before the real entertainment began. The woman, still clad in her bra and panties, and the teenage boy were in the bedroom. At this distance, I couldn't hear what they were saying, but at this point it didn't matter. Their actions were speaking for themselves. She guided him to a big double bed and helped him remove his clothes. When he was bare-assed, she shoved him backwards onto the bed, then kneeled down between his legs and, oh Jesus, this is it, this is it, this is it, I couldn't hold it anymore, Ah, fuck. (laughs) I didn't even have to use my hand. I was so wired I came automatically in my pants. Reached out and clutched the tree trunk to steady myself as I spasmed so I didn't fall out onto the ground below. After my orgasm had passed, I sat there on the branch calming down, trying to recover for a couple minutes. This was the best night of my life. I congratulated myself for a good fortune and got ready to climb back down and sneak back to the car. I looked back into the window one last time. I wish I hadn't. I really wish I hadn't. I had gotten what I'd come for. Pardon the expression, I should have just climbed down that tree without another look back. If I had, I would have been left with the memory of a perfect evening and enough fapping material stored in my mind to keep me occupied for at least a decade. But no, I had to fucking look. At first, it seemed pretty normal. The kid was lying on his back on the bed while the woman was busy between his thighs going to town on his junk. The kid's mouth was stretched open and his eyes were shut, which I at first mistook for an expression of ecstasy. Then I saw something strange. Frowning, I raised the binoculars back to my eyes. The woman, still on her knees beside the bed, came into my magnified view. I didn't understand what I was seeing. Her shoulders seemed to be moving. I don't mean naturally. Like when a person moves their shoulders around, they seemed to be bulging, like something under her skin was pressing outward. The skin between her bra straps was pulsing up and down, rising and falling like the chest when you breathe. Then I moved the binoculars to the kid and got a better look at his face. I felt my heart skip a beat. It wasn't a look of pleasure in his face. It was a grimace. Then his eyes flew open seeming to look through the window right at me. They were full of pure horror. He lay there, seemingly immobile, as if paralyzed in fear. His mouth froze open in a silent scream. Confused and bewildered, I raised the binoculars back to the woman. Her shoulders were bulging out even more than they were just a few seconds ago. The skin stretched almost to bursting. They looked like big, swollen blisters about to pop. Then, that's just what they did. Only, it wasn't pus that exploded out, it was wings. Two huge, leathery, membrous wings, like a bat's erupted from the split flesh of her shoulders, extending out and flapping slowly. I cried out in shock and almost flew backwards off the tree branch as I still perched, that I was still perched on. 
My head was spinning. Reality seemed to drift away from me. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. This had been a nightmare. I continued to watch, transfixed in disbelief at the wet dream turned nightmare continued to unfold. The kid was turning pale. All the color seemed to fade from his skin. I looked back to the woman. Her face was still pressed tightly to his crotch, and she was still sucking on him, but not gently like before. It had become more forceful, more violent, like she was sucking an extremely thick milkshake through a straw. She was battening upon him, draining him, sucking him dry. Her head was lowered and I couldn't see her face. I looked back to the kid. His eyes were were glazed and staring dull at nothing. I could tell he was dead. What the fuck did she do to him? Whatever it was, she was still at it. Then, as if things weren't freaky enough, they got even worse. The kid's corpse began to dry out. His pale skin turned a dark gray color, then became the brown shade of dried out leaves in autumn. His skin began to desiccate and crack like brittle old parchment. He was shriveling up and withering away before my very eyes, all of this happening in probably less than a minute. All that remains was a twisted, misshapen husk lying on the bed, like something you'd seen in an Egyptian sarcophagus in a museum. (laughs) A mummy? Yeah, exactly. Yes. He wants to sound cool. He is sounding cool. The woman finally finished, stood back up, standing over what was left of the kid. Her hideous, deformed wings were still spread out behind her. She looked down at the mummified corpse, smirking evilly. I finally saw her face. Oh, Jesus, her fucking face will haunt my nightmares for the rest of my miserable fucking life. Her eyes were red and glowing, and her previously perfect mouth with those full ruby red bj approved lips was jagged and twisted like a like a witch's maw her teeth had transformed into long needle pointed fangs that were still dripping blood she said something to the kids dried out remains i have no fucking idea what but if i was gonna guess it was probably something along the lines of was it as good for you as it was for me then threw her head back and began to laugh mockingly that was it for me. I clambered down the tree and got the fuck out of there, sprinting across the lawn back to my car. I screeched out of there and sped away, my mind reeling. It's a miracle I didn't get into an accident on my way home. I locked my door behind me and then got drunk and passed out. <laughs> when I woke up the next morning, I was hungover with a blinding headache. I tried to make sense of what I saw. I tried to rationalize it. There wasn't really any way I could rationalize or make sense of it. She had sucked the life out of that poor kid, had drained him empty like a fucking Capri Sun juice drink. I tried to convince myself it was all, it had all just been a bad dream and none of it had happened. That almost worked too, until a couple days later when I saw the local news on TV with a picture of the kid's face and a number to call with any information on his whereabouts. The newscaster noticed that his disappearance was the latest in the rash of young men who had gone missing in the area over the last few months. Nope, it was really happening. That woman, no, that thing that had the body of a sex goddess and the face of a monster is real and she's still out there, whatever she is. And the worst part is, 
There's not a goddamn thing I can do about it. I can't go to the cops. What, what the fuck am I supposed to tell them? They'd think I was nuts. Not to mention, I'd have to explain to them what exactly I was doing <laughs> when I witnessed the kid's death. They'd throw me in jail at best or the nut house at worst. No, scratch that. That's not the worst part. The worst part is the letter I found in my mailbox today. A blank envelope. No stamp. No postage mark. No return address. Nothing. Someone must have placed it in there personally. Inside were two items. One was a plastic name tag. The name Peter was printed on it. The other was a short note written in red ink, or maybe blood. It read, I know you were watching me the other night. Do you think I'm pretty? Oh my god. <laughs> and that is why you don't watch other people have sex. <laughs> right? <laughs> It's like in Pineapple Express when he's going to, to deliver the joint and he's just watching them up in oh the room and the lady cop shoots him. It's like, that's why you don't look at what other people are doing. That's why you mind your own fucking business. Or if you do, you don't bring a name tag and you don't throw your joint out the window. <laughs> you know, simple things about life. What well, wasn't his name tag? It was the kid's name tag. Oh, it was Peter's name tag. That's yeah. right. So I'm so bad with names. It's okay. <laughs> that that's definitely a halloween story well fucking done <laughs> yay i saved it for a year because last time when i found it it was christmas and i was like i can't, <laughs> I can't fucking can't read, read this, this some shit it's not time of the they'll year think for i'm that. a sociopath they'll know i'm a sociopath yeah they'll know <laughs> <laughs> they already think oh uh, cool do we want to add anything else no cool well, thank you. I love and appreciate all of you guys who uh, subscribe to us, who are listening to this episode. And if you haven't already, go click that button. Like, ring that bell. subscribe, tink tink. Do it. <laughs> I and like how you, you always say ring that bell. <laughs> That's supposed to be something that you do because it turns on the notifications. Oh. Yeah. You're so, tech savvy. I'm not cool Well, like no, you. I just have heard it enough times to know that's what I'm supposed to say. Cool. I like it. I it's called it. action. Ring that bell. I'm calling you guys to take action. Do that action Go for us. Go ring our bell. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if you guys could do us the biggest favor ever, we desperately need the new engine for the bus. If you could go share our GoFundMe, you'll find the link on OmniBear Adventures Instagram. And uh, you can find that really easy on our Instagram too. It honestly is most helpful for us if you just share it. Please share, share it far it. and wide, especially on Facebook. We don't have a Facebook. Yeah. So yeah, we don't have Facebook, so we can't share the GoFundMe on there. Um, but yeah, OmniBear Adventures, the link is in the bio. Um, OmniBear Adventures at, on Instagram. We're on Instagram too. Love Reddit. and appreciate you guys. No, fuck Reddit. Fuck Reddit. But we're on there. Well, but fuck it. Anyway. Oh well, welcome to the new season. <clears throat> Justpress4play.com. New um, merch. merch gear. Go check it out. Love you guys. Bye.
was that weird water noise? Did you hear it? I did. It was like a squirting kind of noise. I don't know. It was like a fluttery water. <laughs> yeah. Old building. There's a pixie in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> this guy comes out. <laughs> farted <laughs> it's possible <laughs> when people farted it was a fluttery noise <laughs> like something mystical <laughs> <laughs> depending on like your level of karma in life like, whether you're on the good side or the bad side you have a fart that's like and you're like what does that mean (laughs) (laughs) what note was that (laughs) how did I produce that what's wrong with my anus is that on the good side or the bad side of the spectrum (laughs) what's coming